Hi, everybody. My name is Drew Waldron, and thank you for tuning in to yet another episode of Niche Talks. Today, I'll be interviewing Reese Washington and the cast and crew of his new original web series, Hope Deferred. Now, Reese is a friend of mine from way back. We both grew up in Wallingford, Connecticut together. But recently, he's moved to New York City to pursue his dreams of becoming a writer and an actor. Now, when I found out that Reese was producing his own original web series, I thought that taking a moment to interview him and his cast and crew would make for a fantastic episode. Uh, I want to get a real understanding of how they go from nothing to a script to production to post-production to editing to the final product. Now, please take a moment and enjoy my conversation with Reese Washington, Nate Gibbons, Gus Thornton, Delaney Stevens, and Logan Geddes on their experience on making Hope Deferred. All right, here we are with the cast and crew of Hope Deferred. We have Nate, Gus, Delaney, Logan, and Reese. Let's start with you, Reese. Can we get a, a, a quick elevator pitch about Hope Deferred, what it is, how it came into being? Hi, Drew. Happy to be back. Um, yeah. Hope Deferred is a series about six young adults who are struggling in love, life, and work in New York City, you know, like we all do. And um, yeah, the series just kind of came to me like the month I moved here because I realized there were no prospects for me besides my current job. And I figured, why not start something that's just my life, you know? And then it grew to be something much bigger than I had ever anticipated. And I love every second of it. Fantastic. Uh, I have only seen episode one so far, but I'm excited to see the rest. Uh, I think that the best way to start this, since I've, I've never had a podcast with this many people, this many guests, I'm going to try to juggle questions as fairly as possible. Uh, I think I'd like to throw a question to all the actors and actresses on this call right now. How do you approach a brand new character specifically in this series? And how do you find their mannerisms? How do you find their personality? Uh, what's the process like for you specifically? Um, I found like I feel like kind of to touch upon like what Reese was saying about like it going off of your life um I found a lot of I play B Owens oh, surname I'm sorry um, to interrupt but just for the audience this is Delaney Stevens talking <laughs> hey guys um I found a lot of um B in myself um and I drew a lot from life experiences and kind of like um overinflated a lot of different I feel like aspects of who I am um especially within she's a she's a struggling performer um really trying to make it that's her I feel like her MO her identity is that of a performer um and that is something that I found myself kind of struggling with my own identity as an artist when I moved to the city because you are like thrown out of a small institution and into this huge ginormous world I don't know so I, I drew a lot from those experiences and from my own feelings. Um, and then also, I think that's the greatest, that's a great thing about working with a new, a new script and also a very collaborative ensemble of people is we all kind of just were able to, I feel like, bring our own spin and our own spice <laughs> onto on each character. Um, that would so that's just my it's my two cents <laughs> totally very authentic uh you have plenty of opportunities to make it your own uh i'll throw the exact same question to logan hi i'm logan and i play clark barrymore on hope deferred i read all the scripts that were available to me so many times and i am i am lucky enough to actually live with reese in the weeks and months leading up to production i got to have a lot of you know, conversations and back and forth about the show and the character and everything. 
you know, and it just became fun and enjoyable to talk about. And I was, you know, finding out bits and pieces about Clark and it, it, it was very collaborative and fun. And there was, uh, um, there was just this element of humor to Clark that I, I really, uh, that really resonated with me. And I, I was like, oh, you know, reading this, like, I feel like I know how to do this. And then plus, you know, the collaborative spirit in the room, we all just found our rhythm together. And I felt like there was a lot of, you know, we, we all had a good rapport going into it. And we just kind of found our way with the characters, um, you know, because there's only so much you can do before the cameras start rolling. And then once the camera started rolling, it just got, you know, even more fun. And that was just kind of the spirit that we tried to bring to it. Absolutely. And uh, I'll, I'll end it with Reese since he's the last actor on this call. And uh, I'll even add to the question, Reese, uh, since you are not only an actor, but an, a writer, how do you figure out the tone of the show? How much of the tone of the characters and the show is set in the script before production starts and how much really comes out once the cameras start rolling and you realize, oh, this works or this doesn't work? So actually, this is a really interesting question, which when me and Alexis were talking about the tone, I wanted more dramedy and she felt more sitcom-y. And then we kind of found that happy middle during production because I remember she's like, oh, I want shaky cam, like, you know, handheld office work. I wasn't sold on it at first. And then we talked to Gus and then it all came together and it looked so good. And I guess, yeah, when it comes to building character for me on this project, all of my teachers are going to hate me, but I didn't do much um, character building beforehand because I was so busy uh, doing all of the production, like just work of Alexis at the time because there were only two of us. You're wearing a lot of hats, yeah. Uh, when we were first filming. So I didn't get to like sit with the script like I wanted to. Um, I was learning all of my lines the day before we were going to shoot them. Um, I thankfully would sit down and watch comedies with Logan and then like things would just come um, to me in the moment or we talk about it and then we'd add on to our characters' backstories, which you may or may not see on the show. It just, that's how I guess it is. Um, but yeah, Zach and I are not similar at all. He's a rich trust fund kid. I very much so am not. Um, he's thorny and abrasive. I like to think I'm not that way. Um, so it was just kind of like a lot of, being in the room with everybody, finding where Zach fit in amongst an eclectic group of characters and just finding the rhythm while the camera was rolling, which is terrible. And I would never do it if I wasn't always juggling all the hats, but it was nice to kind of be more free, I think with that, because it's like, I didn't have a preconceived notion of how I would tackle him until me and Delaney are yelling at each other in episode two. Or, <laughs> of course, yeah. I, I'm, I'm noticing a theme of uh, plenty of artistic freedom throughout the cast, which you know definitely makes for a very collaborative work environment. Uh, I want to throw a question while we're on the topic of character. I want to throw a question to Nate. Uh, as a writer, I, I don't know how much uh, you were involved in the, the casting of the show, um, but how do you decide who's perfect for these roles? Like, What traits are you looking for for these characters that you've written? Uh, what is that process like? I honestly say, like, who we with who we got, we had an idea of who these characters were gonna be, and then I think you can ask Reese and Alexis um, the same question. Obviously, Alexis is not on this call, but if you ask them, I'm sure they'd agree with me. Probably halfway through the first day, we're like, okay, so these characters aren't exactly how we scripted them, just because of how the actors are choosing to play them. Like, I know 
we for like me re, when we were doing writers rooms we definitely read uh heath's character who's played by Flo on the show definitely more masculine than as he comes off but as he comes off now has as he plays keith is so much better than we actually read him in um so we almost we don't pander or cater to like how the actors are playing them but we filmed the first three episodes and trust me we are reworking four five and six to fit to better fit what these actors have done with the characters we gave them. Wow. I, I can only imagine how unique of a process it is to go back and rewrite things based off what worked in production. Does that come easy to you? Or do you kind of struggle going back to something that you've already created and saying, oh, this needs to be adjusted because this worked here. Or this needs to be adjusted because this didn't work back here. Uh, what's it like to go back to the project that you've already poured a ton of effort into and rewrite it or rechange it? Uh, I love it. Um, I love that a series is like a living, breathing thing from beginning to end. Like, I think that's one of the better things about doing something that has episodes as opposed to like a film. Because um, if we casted people for a movie and then they showed up and they're like, no, we're not actually going to play it this way. It'd be really, really hard. But like people adjust. Like I know for a fact, I did not read Delaney's character as as loud as she makes as she makes B. I'm like, okay, well, no, I know B has a fire to her that I didn't expect. And um, same thing, as I said, with like Keith and Flo early on. And I mean, as everyone knows, it took me a little bit to figure out who Clark is and how he fits in. Um, I, I felt so bad for Logan when we filmed the first episode I wrote, because if you watch it, you'll find I found a creative way to not include his character as much as I didn't know who he was going to be. And now I know who he is. Um, and writing the second half of the series is way better. So to make a long story short, uh, being able to continually grow the writing with the characters is great fantastic uh i want to throw a question to gus because gus hasn't gotten a chance to answer a question yet uh but yeah all, all you man all you uh what is uh one of the biggest challenges that you have behind the scenes in your role yeah for sure so um i think the biggest challenge i got from the very beginning was it's it's similar to when reese was talking about discussing the vision with alexis and i think it was just kind of initially laying that foundation of like what we actually wanted to emulate or what we want to try and achieve visually. Um, so like one thing in the script is that you get to like the first page and it's literally like pitch black, like no one can see anything. Um, and like the whole point is that they have no light in their apartment. And me, I'm just like, oh, oh dear. That's so concerning. Why'd you write it this way? <laughs> And it's, it's, it's so crucial to that first episode and to the first season that um, it's really great, but it presented so many challenges because it was just about how do we try and still light the room um, and have it still kind of look like, you know, a sitcom, have it still look okay without it looking bad um, and just ways to work with it. And I, it was really nice because typically, like if I had it my way, I would have made us take out the wall behind the window and like blast light through the windows and it could have looked all pretty and beautiful because Malachi's apartment has very nice light um but it wasn't part of the story so you know we had to work with it and it it challenged me in that way but it was great I got to work with so many people who helped me figure it out so that's all you can hope for Absolutely. I always love like, just like those mini stories about like what production challenges you run into and like the creative ways that you get around it, because there, there are so many different like iconic pop culture things that came from production challenges. So I, I feel like that's always a fun question to ask. Uh, but on the subject of behind the scenes stories, I'll, I'll throw this to absolutely anybody who wants to answer it. 
Uh, is there a burning behind the scenes story of season one that you really want to tell right now? I punched my ass through glass. Oh, wait, say that again. You cut off a little bit. <laughs> I punched my the glass um, French door. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. Malachi. Did, did that closet. result in a visit to the hospital? Uh, no, fortunately. <laughs> um, but it resulted in um, stress and um, panic, I think, from um, I felt terrible because uh, <laughs> consistency in the shot is definitely um, had to change it up, had to change it up. Yeah. Oh, like continuity? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, because the glass pane was gone. Wow. Uh, I'll throw this to the, the, the writers or anyone in production. Like, uh, uh, what was it like getting around that? I mean, going back to a series being a living, breathing thing, now we're, we, we, I think we did a pretty good job of thinking on our feet. Um, you have to ask Reese and Gus. I don't think we had to reshoot anything. Luckily, we shot in order that day, but then we just built comedic beat, like beats off of the fact that Delaney acting as B put a hole through, through a French door. <laughs> Uh, Reese, I, I think that you had something to say earlier. Uh, no, no, that was crazy because in the scene before, Delaney and I are arguing. So, you know, like, adrenaline's high. The door was, like, painted over. So we just thought it was wood um, in the moment. And then, you know, next thing, you know, there's a hole in it. Yeah, no, it was... What was the question again? Sorry, the alarm was going. Oh, just any any fun behind the, scene, uh, behind the scenes uh, on-set stories. Okay, so interesting fact about this series... We have only ever filmed on the hottest and the coldest days of the year. Um, we don't know how it worked out that way. We filmed the last five scenes we needed, I think, in February, and that was coldest day of the year. And then we filmed the last week of August, and it was like sweltering hot. Like, is this? Yeah, it was. And we were all getting delirious. And um, I'm surprised no one killed each other because our green room was malachi's like guest bedroom and we just kept the lights off <laughs> um i don't know it was crazy that we did as much work as we did in the five days of filming that we had because we had one prep day um which is also crazy for three to film three episodes in um we did it we did it quickly um which was in i think it's because it was hot that we were just kind of like Get it over get with. <laughs> get get so it like done. Right, you're also able to goof off and have fun, and just like that's what happens when the cast has like a great uh, connection, even when you don't. When two of them are freshly new to these four people who have known each other for years, and it mm -hmm. was just it was fun and hot and cold and all of everything. <laughs> all of everything all of everything I, I'm, I'm glad that you mentioned just like the 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 time commitment that comes with filming this because even though you have a, a limited number of days to film uh, I feel like a lot of people don't really have an understanding of just how long it takes to you know from the creative vision of wanting to do the project to writing it to getting the pre-production stuff done to actual production and filming to editing to the final publishing of, of the content like can you help us have an understanding of just how long it takes to create a series like this? Okay, let's see. I moved here in August, 2021. That's when I started working on it. That's when I started development. Mm. Development lasted, okay, so I, Maya was the first person on the show before even Alexis. And she came on around September and then Delaney slightly after. There was no script. They had nothing. Um, Alexis came on in November of, that, of 2021 as the director and co-producer. She did not want to produce at the time. And then it just kind of happened that she did. And then January, we got Logan, 2022. 
March, there's only a pilot at this point. March, um, which is St. Patrick's Day, actually, because I was drunk as hell. Nate and Alyssa, I was like, you guys need to write on this show I'm working on. Thankfully, they said yes. And I don't know how the hell we did it, but there were still five more episodes. At the time, there were seven more episodes to write. And then we dropped two more, two of them from the slate. And then we wrote those over the course of four months, I think. We started casting in June. Jake and Flo came on board. We filmed in August of 2022. Um, We did a photo shoot July, I think. Wow. Whoa. Yeah. (laughs) Um, We were editing for a while. (laughs) We filmed again in February to finish what we needed because bars in New York are impossible to get. Let's see, we post, the first episode is set to premiere the 25th of May. So yeah, it's been almost two years of work and we're still not done. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's absolutely a labor of love. Yes. And you know, working with schedules is always fun and impossible, but you know, <laughs> you make do. You really do make do because everyone's busy and we do it for the love of acting and writing and creating art for people to enjoy. Mm-hmm. I'll take an opportunity right now, now that you've gone through everything that has to go into the show, uh, for everyone to maybe shout out someone in the cast or crew who's not here on this call. Uh, Whose work do you think uh, goes unnoticed that really should be commended for what they do for the project? Not to cop out or anything, and it's not a cop out, but our (laughs) incredible crew, like, it's insane. Like, everybody who's ever worked on the team, everyone on camera, sound, post, pre, the cast members who are not, everybody, like, (laughs) it's like, it takes a village and our village is great. Absolutely. I'll, I'll throw that question to whoever else wants to answer it and shout somebody out. It was just very unique from a camera end because over the course of shooting, um, I was able to bring a lot of different assistants on the job. So it was just really fun to have so many people be interested and come on board. So yeah, I just want to give a shout out to Griffin Deutsch, a shout out to Alec, um, a shout out to Daria a shout out to Nadira and a shout out to Sophie who all were very incredibly helpful in helping me do everything I needed to do. Great oh yeah. Thanks. Share the love. Uh, I'll still throw that out to anybody else who wants to answer. I was just going to give a shout out to Malachi because oh, yeah. Malachi. I followed through his <laughs> So door. Just, just for audience context, uh, Malachi is uh, the owner of the apartment that you shot at, right? Yeah, so much more. He made delicious meals um, and was just there for incredible conversation. I just, he is literally, he was so wonderful and so kind and really like, I felt like he was just part of the team too, in a way, which is really cool. So how do you, is, is he a friend of yours or? At the time he was a friend of, he still is. He's a friend of Alexis's. He went to Ithaca. No longer a friend, no. They hate each other now, no. Um, he is a gorgeous cello player um, and he's friends with Alexis. I don't know how, but she was telling him about this project. He's like, wait, you can film in my apartment because let me tell you, we were about to start filming. Like we were a week until we were going to start filming and we did not have an apartment. Um, And then Malachi's like, yeah, just come film mine. He's like, you can do it for free. And we're like, no, we're going to pay you. But like, he's such a sweetheart and he's incredible. It's awesome to have good friends. Uh, quick question that I'll, I'll throw to Nate or whoever else wants to answer it afterwards, but season one of Hope Deferred, is that something that you view as a closed and finished project or something that you could see yourself revisiting uh, further down if uh, if the project goes goes well or is it is received well? 
is is this an open book or is this a finished story well i mean i know the writer's room has already flirted with a second season um probably prematurely since we hadn't put like a bow tie on the second half of the first season also i know like in the works we have longer versions we have like a 30 that reese's He's shown me notes on a couple of times. We've gone through a couple of rounds of notes on a 30 minute version for the pilot. Um, and I know the people he's been talking to have said maybe even extend it to a, a full length hour um, and kind of drop the comedy. So season one, I think at the bare minimum, I'll be very proud to put my name on season one. I'd love to continue it into season two. I'd love for it to get developed and go for a full 30. You know, Hulu, if you're listening, like <laughs> maybe pick it up and keep Not everyone talking on it. What? <laughs> Not now, though. We're, we don't scab. Okay, right. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get, get the writer's strike out of the way first, and then. Yeah, yeah. Hulu, pay your people, and then pay us. Um, when we come <laughs> no, uh, definitely Living Breathing Project, something I think everyone on this call and everyone who's worked on this who's not on this call would love to see kind of continue um, further down the line. Awesome. Um, I want to throw a question to really anybody, but anyone who hasn't gotten a chance to uh, to, to talk as much. Uh, what led you to the creative position that you're in now career-wise? Whether this is a career or a hobby for you, uh, what led to you becoming a creative? Yeah, honestly, in, in recent years, especially since college, I have been pondering this question a lot. And uh, But honestly, thinking back, there was just never another option. You know, in high school, I was like telling my parents like, oh, I'm going to be this, I'm going to be that. And they're like, okay. And then I was like, I think I'm actually going to go into musical theater after all. And they're like, right. Yeah. Um, so we, so we thought, and you know, that has just, I don't know, there was just really, you know, I was just saying the other day, like if it wasn't musical theater, it would have been another artistic, um, you know, endeavor. Like that's, I always would have studied something in the arts. It's just, there's really nothing else I feel capable of or like that I like doing or my, my, educational endeavors have brought me to this incredible group of people and here we are absolutely where you are is where you're meant to be uh delaney i'll throw that exact same question to you what led to you becoming a creative i think logan summarized it perfectly we were literally having a conversation about this <laughs> i went yesterday Great. Um, about just yeah like there's nothing else like we were talking about joking around getting our master's degrees and we were like well we can't we wouldn't want to do this because if they had like I was saying if they had a theater department or if they had some sort of like I would want to be performing so I couldn't do that because I would always want to be doing be doing this and I think it rings true for like any artist it's like if you're passionate about something especially within like the arts field it's hard not it's just it's who you are and it's hard to like deny that part of you yeah exactly what Logan said i can't imagine myself doing anything else. I can't imagine my life being without this because it's like, I don't know. It's who, it's who I you am. are. Yeah, it's who you are. I, I feel the exact same way. I think that uh, I also graduated college fairly recently. And uh, I think the number one thing that I've learned this year is that I cannot do something that I don't enjoy. Mm -hmm. Like that's, just, I, I can't resign myself to to a career that I don't enjoy. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad that I kind of found that in myself. I'm glad that you all seem to have found that in yourself. Is there anybody else that wants to answer about uh, how, the, how they became a creative? What put them on that path? I guess just one thing I can say is like, it's a kind of a silly thing I always joke about, but I always joke and say that like, um, working on films with people is like my love language. I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's a way in which I can, everyone can just really like dive into themselves 
and really give the very unique thing they can to a project. And it's like everyone just like when it goes well, it goes really well. Yeah, I just like being there to help my friends with their projects. So absolutely. Yeah. That, that, that's a very good way of putting it. I, I feel like for some filmmakers that I watch interviews of, uh, they say it's almost a religious experience because it's a group of people coming together to create something bigger than themselves. And I, I feel like, you know, when you call it a love language, that's kind of the vibe I get. Um, I think that a fun thing to do right now would be for everyone on this call to say one sentence to the listener right now who's going to go watch Hope Deferred once it's available. Um, enjoy watching six quarter-life crises. I'm sorry if it's like looking in a mirror. Laugh out loud. <laughs> uh, please don't think it's too dark. Similarly, it's like, it'll stress you out, but you'll, you'll enjoy watching it, I swear. Stressful, but enjoyable. I think we're going to cut it there. Everybody, thank you so, so much for your time. Uh, I will let Reese Washington say one more thing if he wants to, to close us out, close us out to the audience member who's about to go watch Hope Deferred once it's available. All you, Reese. Okay, so two things. Um, special shout out to Alyssa Jacoby. Um, honey, you have so many jobs on this show and um, she's a writer, producer, prod design. She's in charge of the social media. Um, she's incredible. And um, can't believe I forgot to mention her earlier. Hope deferred. Um, it's coming, it's real. I would love for there to be a second season. So stream the hell out of it. As I said earlier, I'm sorry if it's like looking in a mirror, but I think it's a good mirror and it's one that we all kind of have gone through or are going through or will go through. Um, don't watch with children. Because um, my grandmother was asking me um, if my little nephew can watch the show. Oh, no. Not. No, my second line is like innuendo, not even innuendo. Um, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I hope you enjoy it. Um, if you don't keep that shit to yourself, sorry. Um, <laughs> But no, like for real, I just, the labor of love and everybody who worked on it from in front of to behind the camera really put all of their heart and soul into it. And it's a massive labor of love. So Beautifully, beautifully said. Ladies and gentlemen, that was the cast and crew of Hope Deferred. Logan, Reese, Gus, Delaney, Nate, thank you all for your time. And you, the listener, please go and check out Hope Deferred. <laughs>